what happens in bar finals here? Once you don't know the right court to treat a matter, you might get everything else wrong. Welcome to the Fit and Proper Podcast. Your host, Kei Kemi Ubi, and co-host, David Akindolire. Hello, you are welcome to today's episode of the Fit and Proper Podcast. I am your host, Kei Kemi Ubi, and today I'll be discussing the introduction to civil litigation with David Akindolire. We are going to be doing a brief overview of what civil litigation entails in the Nigerian legal system. Hi, David. You're welcome to today's podcast. How are you doing? Hello, can you tell me? Um, I'm happy to be here. I am doing good. <laughs> okay, that's great. So tell us, what is civil litigation as a whole? Okay, so um, civil litigation refers, of course, it refers to civil matters, that is, as opposed uh, to criminal matters. Um, it is mo- it's mostly concerned with the enforcement of private rights between people. So when we study uh, civil litigation, we are, study- you are, we are studying procedural law, that is the rules, processes, and procedures that relate to civil actions in court, that is the procedure of, that parties have to go through to enforce their private rights. Okay, right. So what are the sources of civil procedural laws and how are they relevant to civil um, process? Okay, um, so there are several sources of civil litigation. Um, I think I'll just go through them quickly. So um, there are the rules of courts. Um, the, the various courts in Nigeria have their own different rules of civil procedure. I will discuss uh, this better later on. But then there are also statutes creating courts um, so the different legislation that creates different courts also provide um, civil procedure. So each court, for instance, the Supreme Court, the Court of Appeal, all of these courts have the legislation that creates them. So for example, um, a, a simple procedure is the time you know at the Supreme Court is provided by the statute creating these courts. Then, of course, there is the Constitution. It is also a source of civil procedure. First, it creates courts. It gives power to the courts. It enables the making of rules and it prescribes the authority that should make these rules. It confers power on the Chief Justice of CDO at the Supreme Court. Um, There is also the Fundamental Rights Enforcement Procedure of 2009. Um, which were made by the Chief Justice of Nigeria, uh, pursuant to the authority conferred on him by Section 46, um, Subsection 3 of the same Constitution. And the Constitution even makes some some rules. So, for example, um, appellate rights and procedure are provided for in the Constitution. Um, there's also Section 36 of the Constitution that provides for fair hearing and provides for the procedure that, um, that the party should undergo to secure um, the rights to fair hearing. So um, apart from this, there are also special statutes and procedure. There are 
include uh, govern specific areas of law. For instance, there is the Shifukal Enforcement Act, there is Kama, um, there is John Art, there is the Matrimonial Forces Act. So all of these are shaped with for peculiar procedure. Then, of course, I cannot leave out case law. So the decisions of Superior Court, uh, Court of Appeal, the Supreme Court, um, sometimes uh, regulate the procedure that should be undergone uh, when we're dealing with certain matters. So, for instance, I know that there is the case of Nausati and Associates against NMPC, and the court held that when there are two motions before the court, one of which will render the suit competent and the other which would strike it out, the rule is that the court would first hear the motion that would make the suit competent before the order. Okay. And there's also the case of uh, Kotoyu against the uh, Central Bank of Nigeria, where a number of um, rules were laid down granting of injunctions. So the number of cases like that that provide directions. So what are practical directions that could not exist? So where um, a statute or a rule of court or a statute creating procedure has not provided for something and, that, and there is that space, it becomes necessary, then um, practice directions may be enacted. So it's also important to note the hierarchy of these uh, different procedure, different sources of civil procedure. Um, of course, between a statute creating a court and between the rules of court, um, we know that the statute creating court is superior. Between statute creating a court and the constitution, we know that constitution should be superior. Okay, so in Nigeria, what um, civil dispute um, mechanisms does exist in practice? Yes, yeah, so uh, mostly there are two forms of civil dispute mechanism. Um, there is litigation, that is you can go to court. You have a constitutional rights uh, uh, to seek the redress at the high court if your rights have been infringed or if you reasonably believe that they're about uh, to be infringed. So um, yeah, so you can seek litigation, but the alternative of course is alternative dispute resolution arbitration, conciliation, and a number of other things. So we do not have In fact, um, under the rules of professional conduct for legal practitioners, um, lawyers are under an ethical, ethical duty to advise their clients to seek ADL first. And even mm. at, the Abuja, at, at the Abuja High Court and the Legal State High Court, um, I, I know that uh, there are requirements before institution action uh, in the form of a pre-action pre, pre counseling certificate and there's also something called um, protocol form at the Lagos State High Court that uh, ensures that you have um, sought ADR before litigation. Yeah, so mm. those are the two mechanisms. Oh. Okay, so earlier you, were, you said something about the rules of court. So what are yeah. the rules of court and how does it um, apply in the Nigerian legal system? Okay, yeah, thank you very much. I said earlier that I would expand on this later on because um, it's a lot. So the rules of courts, like I've already said, are the rules that govern the respective courts. So the different courts in Nigeria have um, their own rules. So to be specific, 
There's the Supreme Court rules of 1985. There's the Court of Appeal rules of 2016. There's the High Court Civil Procedural rules of the various states and, of course, of the Federal Capital Territory. Um, there's the Customary Court of Appeal rules of the states and the FCT. There's the Sharia Court of Appeal rules of the states and the FCT. There's the Magistrate or District Court rules of each of the states. Um, there is the customary court rules of each state that has customary courts. And finally, the, uh, there is a Sharia court rules of each state that has Sharia courts. But of yeah. course, um, sometimes um, these rules are not comprehensive enough. So sometimes recourse is actually made uh, to English, English uh, rules, like English procedure on the matter. So um, the different high court rules sometimes provide that, for, for example, in the North, under section 35 of the High Court Law of Northern Nigeria, um, it's actually prohibited to make recourse um, to the English uh, rules of procedure. But okay. I think specifically, I think that specifically in, in Lagos, in the Lagos High Court, um, it provides that the courts can adopt such procedure that will do substantial justice. So in Lagos State, and specifically in Lagos State, if another rule will, um, would uh, ensure justice, that, that is including a foreign rule, um, recourse can be made to it. But of course, in Northern Nigeria, it is expressly prohibited. Then of course, rules of courts are, take, the same, uh, take the same rank of uh, subsidiary legislation. So they have the same force of law. And then um, non-compliance with rules of court. When you do not comply with the rule of court, it has consequences. It can be a mere irregularity or it can be a fundamental breach. So of course, uh, if it's a mere irregularity, if it's a mere irregularity, it can be uh, ignored by the court, mostly in the cases where the party that it affects negatively does not, um, does not make uh, you know, an objection before the court. Well, of course, where it's a fundamental breach, I think it erodes the courts of jurisdiction. So in Lagos, particularly, um, under order five and order seven of the Lagos rules, Lagos High Court rules, uh, non-compliance with the rules of court before the beginning of a suit, the result is nullification of the entire action. But non-compliance uh, with the rule of court in the course of the suit uh, we will not nullify each, we don't nullify the proceeding. So of course, uh, it could just be a mere irregularity that the judge could just regularize. Mm. So yeah, so I think that is all the explanation I can give on rules of proceeding, on rules of court. Okay, right. So uh, we know that um, jurisdiction is always a thing in law. So in civil yeah. litigation, can you tell us more about um, jurisdiction? What does it mean and how does it apply in um, practice? Okay. Um, so, yeah, so jurisdiction is very important to civil litigation. Um, and, and when you answer questions in bar finals, um, when, once, you, once you fail to lodge the matter at the appropriate court, you might get a lot of things wrong. So jurisdiction basically refers to the power of a court to decide the matter or to resolve the issues before it. So jurisdiction is fundamental. It's the life wire of the entire litigation process. Um, it cannot be conferred. It cannot be cancelled by the consent of the parties. Um, an objection to the jurisdiction of a court can be raised at any time, at any stage in the proceedings, by any of the parties or by the court itself, so motu. And once um, an objection as to jurisdiction is raised by any of these parties or by the court, it must be treated immediately. 
that ultimately, no matter how well conducted the case is, no matter how nicely it is, a matter is conducted or resolved, if it courts large jurisdiction, um, the case will be regarded as a nullity. So jurisdiction has many forms. It can be substantive jurisdiction, procedural, monetary, uh, territorial, concurrent, limited, summary, different forms of jurisdiction. But um, the conditions for jurisdiction, the conditions for the competence of a court were uh, prescribed in the Locus Classicus of Madukulu against Inkim Dilim. And the court held that a court has jurisdiction when it meets all of, the, all of these criteria. The first is that this proper constitution of the court in number and qualification of the members of the bench. So all of the judges, the judges must be complete in number and they must all be qualified to sit. Second one is that the subject matter of the, of the, of the issue before the court uh, must be within its jurisdiction. And finally, uh, the parties must ask the question, has the action been commenced by due process or conditions precedents? Uh, the requisite conditions that must be, that must be um, fulfilled before the action is commenced at the court. Have the proper documents been filed? All of these questions. And these three things combined are what uh, versed a court with competence or jurisdiction. So that is my answer. Okay. So, so earlier you talked about the implications of the wrong use of rule of court. Now I'm asking what are the implications of the wrong choice of court and what are the sanctions that follows for this? Okay. Just to um, create an important distinction. The reference I made earlier was to non-compliance of the rule of court. I think the question you're asking now, Kikeme, is um, the implication of the wrong use of rule of court, right? So the implication of um, the wrong rule of court is usually not serious. Um, so as long as a party has legitimate um, rights to enforce, the court will go on and do substantive justice. But however, the legal practitioner himself has ethical duties. And this includes the duty to devote his attention, energy, and expertise in instituting an action. This is provided under Rule 14, Paragraph 1 of the Rules of Professional Conduct for Legal Practitioners. So um, a legal practitioner may himself be liable where he brings a matter under the wrong rule of court. Now to the other arm of the question, which is wrong choice of court. So of course, the ethical duty of the legal practitioner spills over to this also. His duty under Rule 14.1, as well as the duty of competence under Rule 16, uh, Paragraph 1 of the same Rules of Professional Conduct. And then, of course, there's also Rule 30 of the Rules of Professional Conduct that provides that uh, he has a duty to not adversely affect the administration of justice. But the overall implication of wrong choice of courts uh, would ordinarily result, to ordinarily result in the matter being struck out. Okay. The exception is. Yeah, the exception is where the court has a power of transfer. So, for example, uh, Order 14, Rule 6 of uh, the Abuja High Court rules provides that where the court is not vested with jurisdiction, it can transfer the matter to a competent court. So, except um, the provision as to transfer of matter is provided in um, is provided in a statute or in a law or whatever legislation, um, wrong choice of court will ordinarily result in lack of jurisdiction. So that is uh, my answer. So um, for the purpose of bifinals, we know that there are some things that are different in 
practice um, from what um, is taught in the Nigerian law school. In what you have um, talked about so far, is there anything that our listeners should take note of, especially those that are preparing for bar finals? Okay. Um, well, um, off the top of my head right now, I can think about um, the rules of courts that are important to bar finals. So, I think most of the Nigeria that have high courts, how is high courts? But for the purpose of bar finals, um, our scope is limited to the Abuja um, civil procedure rules for its high court, and of course the legal civil procedure rules for the high for its high court. Um, and of course, the Abuja civil procedure rules is 2018. And the legal civil procedure was 2019. And sometimes when you read some textbooks or some materials, you may find out that um, it's the previous um, legal rules that are in use. I think that one was 2012 for there about two. Law uh, students who are um, looking forward to bar final should of course note that these two jurisdictions are usually the only jurisdictions that matter. And the legal civil procedure rules are 2019. So everyone should use the updated version. Okay, so it has been a pleasure um, speaking and explaining this thing so far. But uh, there are a few things I would like for everyone who's listening to me now to take note of. Um, so we can just call them assignments or homework or whatever. We've all been at home anyway, so I suppose it's homework. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so first, it's important that we note um, the advantages and disadvantages of ADR mechanisms. Um, there may be a lot of talk about ADR. You might, people might get carried away, but the advantages and disadvantages are very important to note because they are yeah. questions in bar finals. Um, there is also, um, most importantly, actually, this is key, the jurisdiction of the various courts in Nigeria. So I, I advise everyone to go on and make a comprehensive note about the different courts in Nigeria and the different matters um, that are within their jurisdiction. Because what happens in bar finals is once you don't know the right court to institute a matter, you might get everything else wrong. You get mm. the Court of Appeal, Supreme Court, what is the distinction, the Federal High Court, and then what, which courts have what matters are under exclusive jurisdiction and what matters are under concurrent jurisdiction? Those things matter too. Then I think finally, um, uh, we must all note um, the different jurisdictions where um, recourse can be made to English um, rules of court. Uh, okay. Yes, yes. so that, that is very important. So I, I, I remember saying earlier that uh, section 35 of the High Court Law of Northern Nigeria prohibits um, the application of English High Court rules of practice and procedure. Um, so, but that's just for Northern Nigeria. So there is a provision for Lagos and for the South and on and on. So it's important to note the distinction and the exact provisions and um, what they say as to the application of this English procedure. So I think, yeah, that's all the take home I have. Hmm. All right, that's a lot of take home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have time. <laughs> yes, actually. So um, thank you, David, for joining us today. It's been great having you on this episode. Yeah, thank and you uh, our wonderful listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and topic, and I hope it has been really helpful to you. We would love to hear from you. And so if you have questions or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us through our social media on Twitter, on Instagram, we are at Digilaw. Also, there are feedback forms on, social media, on our social media handles. You can fill them to tell us more about what you want to learn. 
till we meet again i remain your host kemi ubi goodbye and that's all for today's episode of the fit and proper podcast a digilaw production for more about digilaw you can check out our website at www.digilaw.com.ng follow us on social media on linkedin we are at dgl africa on twitter and instagram we are at digilawng The Fit and Proper podcast was hosted by Ubi Keyukemi and David Akindulire. The scriptwriter is Ubi Keyukemi. Production and editing is by Akin Ifani Agumbiade, while voiceover is by Fashion Adebi.